When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm joined by Phil and Vic for this week's Tripe Supper. Um, the transfer rumours are already in full swing, even though we're just a couple of weeks into summer, so we're going to get stuck into them. Vic, you wrote a column yesterday looking at Jordan Rhodes and kind of discarding these rumours that we're going to go out and splash £10 million. It, it's not going to be like that, is it? It's going to be a, is it going to be a long, drawn-out process this summer as we look to bring in players? I think you can see where people suddenly think that Borough have got money from because we've just been on a, a good season where we've had cup runs and we get 45% of the gate at Man City and Arsenal and uh, we've beaten a Wembley and a couple of sell-out crowds and, you know, and we know that Norwich donated their share of, of the gate. So we know that, that Borough made £3 million out of that. And you can sit down and you can calculate it and you can say, well, that's £6 million extra revenue on the bottom, bottom line this season. But that doesn't mean that Borough have suddenly got £6 million to spend because, remember, this is a club that's losing £14 million a year. And that £6 million isn't extra money. That's £6 million less of a loss. So it's still a bit of a black hole there. And what it comes down to is that the Borough have the money to spend that the chairman is willing to make available. Uh, we know that last year uh, the, the wage bill went up, uh, but they spent a net of about 2.7 or 8 million. So you can assume that maybe this year, because the, the extra on the bottom line will raise the, f- the financial fair play limits, you can say maybe, maybe there's £6 million there to spend. Uh, bearing in mind you've still got to pay whoever you you bring in so there's wages as well as a big wage commitment so that's a lot of money in the championship but it's not a lot of money when you look at some of the the, the fantastic wish lists that people appear to be drawing up and, and sending around on Twitter where Borough are going to buy Jordan Rhodes and Gestet and Vossen and a proven championship defender and and a couple of people that happen to be in the Premier League as well and are probably on twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand pounds a week. We 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 I know obviously in March when we went for roads, or when Karanka went for roads, it was kind of a you know, who's out there we can get on loan and who's gonna fire us to promotion. Given the fact now they've got two or three months to play with, surely you know, he's gonna look elsewhere as well before just dashing straight back in. You know, well, the loads thing was the roads thing in March was gonna be a loan deal. Yeah. That's no commitment to the club and it was based on if we do go up then we'll pay you X million pounds. And of course, had you gone up, then X million pounds is lot of, not a lot of money out of a Premier League uh, budget. Mm. It's, it's all about shopping sensibly, isn't it? You know, Middlesbrough have a finite amount of cash within the limits of financial fair play. And, and they could go out and buy one player at, 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 at six or seven million pounds uh, plus wages. But then that would pretty much wipe them out for the rest of their... The budget, so they're not in a position to go and pay 10, 11, 12 million pounds. You know, we saw McCormack go to Fulham from Leeds last summer, and that was only because they had the parachute payment. But by and large, transfers between championship clubs, as we know, you know, you're looking at a million, two million tops, really, the kind of Adam Forshaw um, transfer. You know, it, it, you've got to look at it from the position of everyone involved as well. 
And you know, if you're if you're Jordan Rhodes, are you really wanting to go from another cha- from a championship club to another championship club? I mean, we'd love him to come to Middlesbrough, of course we would, and we think Middlesbrough are a, club, a good club to come to. But he's of the age where no doubt he's attracting interest from clubs in the Premier League, particularly the the, the clubs that have probably just come up. Mm. Um, so you know, and Blackburn aren't going to sell to the first person who comes knocking. They're going to want a bidding war. You know, they want to push the price way beyond ten million if they can. You know, and we'd do the same if we were in their position. So, it's tempting to think that yeah, it was a player that Borough lined up in March, February time. So why can't they just push that through now? Well, really, the whole ball game's changed. As Vic says, it was a it was a loan designed that if Borough won promotion, we'd keep him into next season. The deal would you know, and as Vic says again, that price tag wouldn't be expensive for a for a proven goal scorer. So. I understand why fans get excited because we do as well. But you've also got to temper it with a little bit of reality, and that Borough have to really shop smart. I know, obviously, a striker is going to be a priority, regardless of whether Vossen comes and who else comes. Where else do you think Karanka will be looking to strengthen this summer? Well, I, I, I mean, obviously, right back's been an issue um, from the moment the beer damaged his knee at Cardiff. I personally thought Ryan Fredericks did a really good job. He looks a genuine prospect. Why he wasn't involved after Christmas? Well, he did get injured, and that knocked him back a little bit. And um, maybe it's on the training ground he lacked a bit of sharpness after that. Personally, I still think he probably was a better bet than the players that Burry used there for most of the remainder of the season. Um, so that's been a problem position. And you have to think that he's got a big decision to make on a bear now. He's not the youngest of players. He's just had a serious injury. There's been issues, obviously, over in, in Spain in terms of a match-fixing allegation. So... Will he go? Will he persist with him, or will he say it hasn't worked? We'll move on. If they are moving on, they definitely need a right back with some quality. And I do think as well, um, Borough lack competition for Dimi Constantopoulos. You know, genuine, proper um, competition where you, you know he's having to fight for his place because with the best will in the world, he's proved that he's better than Mejias. Conor Ripley's come from nowhere to be the number two. Mm-hmm. Um, but he hasn't played for the club for the best part of, what is it, two or three years. So, Borough don't really have a plan B in goal anymore, and I think they need one, and I think Dimi would benefit from that level of competition, and if the new guy's up to, you know, he could become the new number one. So, I, for me, they're two positions that jump out straight away. For, for me, the, the, the team as it stands now is far better than it was a year ago. Absolutely. Uh, Karanka went to, to Spain last year and we were caught in here and they say he has, he has six players or eight players or I could just barely scratch get a five-a-side five team together. Uh, he actually took a fairly full squad there but it's the likes of Seb Hines and mm. Curtis Maine who have since left the club and, and with the best will in the world uh, they were never going to be at the heart of a promotion winning side. As it stands now, uh, if you fudged the right-back position and put Ensui there, Borough could turn out a decent Championship first eleven. You know, you'd have, you'd have uh, uh, Tomlin and Kike up front. You've still got the the basis of the best defence in the division. You've got the probably the best two anchor men in midfield. Uh, reach on one side, a domer on the other. That's not a bad place to be starting from. If you think that Karanka is going to go out and add a couple of bodies in each department, maybe. And you say, what do we need? Well, you know, right back, obviously. Uh, but it seems that it's pretty much a, a shoo-in that Thomas Callis will, will be there. We know that he's actually down at the Riverside now with his sleeping bag waiting for the rest <laughs> of the lads to return. He's made it quite clear that mentally he's a, he almost seems to be a Borough player. Yeah. So let's factor him in and say that 
that's a decent back four. Maybe you need cover at, at, in uh, centre back. Certainly, uh, I, I agree with Phil about uh, an experienced goalkeeper. Uh, Myas has played six first team games, eight first team games. Connor Ripley's played what four minutes, something like that. Uh, you, you know, you want an experienced keeper that's got two hundred belts, the games under their belt yeah. in, in this division. Uh, I think in terms of the defensive midfielders, we've got three very good ones. We need more creativity. Everyone knows that. You know, we need a, a creative midfielder. Maybe there's an issue on the left side because Reach developed quite well last season, but you know he, he faded towards the back end. And and while I think he's got something to offer to this for the squad, I think you need competition there. Muzzy Carriol, we don't really know. He's been out for a year. He wasn't brilliant at Brighton. So maybe there's a question mark that side. Certainly the, the key's got to be getting the, the, the strike force right. And you say you've got Kike there, but you're probably looking at two. And given the limited budget, you know, you're not necessarily going to get two good ones or two proven ones. I mean, everyone wants a 20-goal a season striker, but there isn't a... There isn't a shelf in the football supermarket where you can just go and get them. And I take don't know why people out. just don't go on Amazon and go, click on 20 goal <laughs> a season strikers. Right? <laughs> they're a bit cheaper on Amazon. Daryl Murphy, <laughs> one year guarantee. There are strikers out there. We know that because Bournemouth went, you know, went out and got Callum Wilson uh, relatively cheap. And uh, this, uh, the, the lad from Brentford had been the... the top goal scorer yeah, Andrew Gray down at Luton he'd been in the conference the season mm-hmm. before so people are out there and it's a question of you know you get one that's maybe experienced and one that you take a punt at but that's not a massive risk and then the rest of those spaces in the, the squad probably free transfers and loans like it was last year I think a couple of things to, to point out I mean obviously the Chelsea links are going to do the rounds Nathan Ake seems to be the obvious one the easiest one. Um, we can presume that Karanka is going to make full use of his contact book Absolutely. to get the most out the loan Absolutely. system again. Will, will he have? He, I know we've mentioned Alex Pritchard in the past. You know, close links with Pochettino. Will he have those players in mind already? Do you think? Will he know who could be available on loan next year? I think he'll have a list. I mean, they went into it last year with a list of three or four. Uh, there was a couple they didn't get. Uh, Lewis Baker was one they didn't get. George Savile was one they didn't get. I mean, it depends, obviously, on, on what Chelsea's development plan is for each player. Uh, we, we were lucky last year that, that we were ahead of the queue when it came to getting Bamford, who was massively in demand. Mm. Uh, and the fact that he's gone away after a year as a better player will be a feather in, in Borough's cap and will probably help them next year in terms of recruiting one or two others like that. There's a long list, but, you know, it, they sit down with the, the development coach at Chelsea and with Jose... And with I talk, and they talk about what is best for the player. We don't get to pick out of the Chelsea's under twenty one side just because uh, you know he's got him on speed dial. I think there's another important thing as well. You know, I think Borough are in a position where they don't want to be taking players who aren't ready for the first team. Yeah. In a, in a, in a, Blackman, for yeah, example, a, a couple of years ago, they didn't have an option. You know, Tony Mowbray had to take Alex Nimley. He was the only player who could get in at that time. Um, Borough now need players of first team vintage whether that means you have to you know be box clever uh, I mean the one thing that we haven't really discussed uh, you know if you've been a bit Machiavellian about it is Borough could free up some money by cashing in, cashing in on an asset I'm not saying for a second they should buy by the way but who's, who's to say that the first week of July the phone doesn't ring and Borough get a really tempting offer for George Friend for example and you think with that money what we could do with yeah. it 
you know. I'm, I'm just trying to throw that in there because that does happen in football. Yeah. Or you they know. get offered a really good player at a cheap price and they need to raise the money quickly. Yeah, I mean, we saw it happen, you know, we've seen, you know, that, that, that is the reality of being in the Championship. You, you sometimes have to let a player go that you really like Wheel and deal for the bigger picture. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying for a second Burrow want to sell George Fennel that he wants to leave, of course not. But that, 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 that is something that can happen during a transfer summer. And, um, and so that's why it's very difficult. We're sat here now, it's June. As, as Vic said, everyone's in Dubai, it would appear at the moment, including you know everyone connected with football. And um, there are just so many imponderables, it's like predicting the weather in a year's time, it's virtually impossible. We can, we can speak with a bit of knowledge about who we think Borough might go for. Um, but, you know, there are, Borough do need, as we've discussed, goals. Aitor Karanka has made it crystal clear, he wants goals. Now... You could argue that the way Borough play, maybe nobody's going to score 20 goals a season and, and he may have to tinker with his formation slightly. That's a, that's a topic for another day. But we've lost 17 goals because of Patrick Bamford to going back to Chelsea. Uh, will, will, will Grant Ledbetter get double figures again next season? That will be some achievement if he did. Mm. You know, the, there are quite a few you know, imponderables that, that, that will not become clear till probably... Middle of August. I think on the other from that, on the other side to that, though, Adoma would probably look to chip in in the second half of the season. He was certainly a, a lot more attack minded, wasn't he? Hasn't having honed that yeah. uh, role of kind of protecting the full back and Tomlin. You've got to expect more goals from Tomlin as a number ten as well, haven't you? Well, that's the thing. I mean, if you look back at the team, you know, we, we, we do that quite often, don't we? we you know, you, this is the time of year when you look back who played when and who who played at that many positions, and you look at you know. We, Borough didn't really have a regular number 10 on a no. lot of occasions. People were tried in that position. Tomlin finished this season wide on the left. You know, that it'll, it'll come back to, you know, as Aitor Kranka said, we need to learn from our mistakes. One of those mistakes may be that he feels he didn't get the best out of the players in their best positions, I don't know. But I think you're right. We don't know what's going to happen with Carriol, as Vic says. He may, he may have a pre-season and come back flying. And, he'll, you know, he offered an extra dimension that was missing last season. Albert... As we know, was great in the build-up. He he, he was um, probably the only little part of his game that suffered because he was working so hard on the right was the goals, and, um, and that that's again something to look at for next season. If you've got a player like Albert Adomu who can score, as we know, twelve goals a season, and you're only getting half that number, then you may think that's an asset we're not really utilising as well as we should. I think in number ten role, considering how important it is to Karanka's system, last year we probably only had one. Orthodox number ten in Tomlin. You could argue that Vossen's more of a, a striker than, than than a forward, and often Tomlin would be farmed out on the left. And I think that that would probably be a priority as well, won't it? Finding someone who could just sit in behind the striker, whoever it may be, at the start of the year. Another thing, point out, Karanka. Oh, it was kind of clear at the end of last season that the, the team spirit within the squad. You know, how does Karanka make sure that the players who come in are going to buy into that? That's always the problem. Uh, <laughs> What, the, the key is always keeping the spirit, the ethic, the ideology right. And when you, whenever you bring a player in, even if they're the best player in the world, you can't afford to upset the apple cart. And, for instance, you can look at Derby and say that they, they threw in Tom Ince and, and Darren Bent and that, that should have seen them over the line. But clearly, that disrupted something within the dressing room. And that's, you've always got to be wary about that because, you know, some people in football are ego driven, they can be really chewy, they can be mardy, they can bring a dark cloud in, in, into the, the training ground, 
or just not buy into the the overall ethic, and that can cause immense problems. And uh, I think one of the things about extensive scouting these days is that that's a factor. That, you know, the psychology of it is as big a, a factor as the ability almost. Well, I mean, and also, you know, the, the, uh, Steve Steve Archibald, the former Spurs striker. I can't remember the exact line of the quote, but it was something like. Um, Team spirit's only something you witness when a team's winning, mm. and the fact of the matter was the the dressing room was fantastic. It was united. The fact that Callas wanted to stay beyond his loan deal just to train with the lads was indicative of that. Um, but Peru were winning most weeks, and the, the key to a great dressing room is if you have a really bad spell. And they stick together. Do they stick together? Now I think with a captain like all well, right, he's, he's not technically the club captain, but he probably will be next season. Grant Ledbed. Grant Ledbetter, with a, with a character like that, with a Ben Gibson, you know, these are the kind of people, with a George Friend in the dressing room, they're really good people to have because the, the, the level-headed, the, they're very centred, they're very driven, they're very focused. I can't see Grant Ledbetter letting somebody come into the dressing room and start calling the shots. It's not going to happen, no. I don't think. You know, it's, it, he's, and, and that, a good dressing room's got characters like that who say, hang on a minute, I don't know where you think you come from, but... We, we're all together in this. You know, we saw it in the courts last season, didn't we? Players, mm-hmm. players aren't told what to say. They were volunteering the information in interviews to say, look, if I don't play one week, that's not the end of the world because we're all in it together. The, the gaffer chose a different system just for that match. He's told me I'll be back in the next time I'm needed. And they've really bought into that. And you couldn't say that happened 10 years ago with footballers. They're, they're a different mentality now. Uh, and we know that before anyone signs for the club that they get invited to Rockcliffe and they sit down and they have a meal with Gibbo and they have a meal with Karanka and they, they get to find out what sort of man hmm. that they're talking to. Not just how much they're going to cost and here's my clip, clip of my goals on YouTube. They actually want to get to know, know people. And that, in some ways, that's you know you, you take a risk there. You know, if you some people don't want to be quizzed, you know they want to, their football to do the speaking. But it also it's a, a good way of persuading players because people often go away from these meetings burning to sign for Borough, yeah. and they tell their agents, oh, I don't want to go to Derby or Forest. I want to come here. That happened with George Friend. And they force mm-hmm. they, they force their agents. To push the deal forward, even though the agent's saying, "Oh, we can get an extra five hundred quid a week at such and such," yeah. because they they see that there's a vision there, and they see that there's an integrity about the project, and a lot of people want to be part of that. And football's a little village, you know, and all the players know each other, and they used to play with someone who used to play with someone, and you know, everyone has mutual friends. And the word's gone out in football that Borough is a really good place to work and to live as well. You don't you don't get. I think since Ravenelli, I really am struggling to think of a player who's played for Middlesbrough who's bad mouthed the player since he left. After the left, you know, yeah. you're talking nearly twenty years ago now. Yeah. You know, it was a, it was a standing joke, wasn't it? You know, Janino's left the, the 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 beach at Rio to join, you know, to join to to move to Industrial Teesside, where the reality was it it he'd, he'd moved from um, from Brazil's version of Birmingham, Sao Paulo, to you know, and you know that was the cliche. You know that that doesn't happen anymore because players come come here, they speak, they, they talk the area up. The people are nice. They live, you know, you know, the best one in the world. They're not living on Borough Road yeah. next door to the Gazette office any more than a player who signs for Chelsea is living in Brixton High Street. But well, we've heard it from friend God yeah. knows how many times this yeah. season, haven't we? But even the big name players, you know, they speak with George Boateng, people like that. You know, Mark Viduka never bad-mouthed the area. Um, Boxic, 
for all he, <laughs> he never said a lot, but you know, we, 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 we have bought world stars and they've gone back home saying, yeah, I love playing for Middlesbrough. Why you, why, why you even ask me why I wouldn't? You know, and Karanka said he nearly came here. It was a club he was aware of. You know, the, the idea that Middlesbrough's seen in the international and, and domestic game as, as kind of a, the worst case scenario, the place you only go to, you know, that's gone. It, it, it's good for us because the likes of Bamford will go back to Stamford Bridge and, and, and you know, if Nathan Ake or whatever is, is on the, the, the Borough radar, he'll go and talk to Patrick Bamford and say, oh, and I've been offered a what's Borough like? And Bamford will say, it's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. 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 It is brilliant. And, before, and that's, a, that's a big selling point. I mean, you know, there's, there's other players that have been here on loan and have gone back and, and will say exactly the same thing and the reputation will be out. If you go to Borough, you know, not only is it a fantastic spirit, but everyone knows that Aitor Karanka is going to improve you as a player. Before we wrap up, when can we expect a bit of movement? Then when, when will things start to happen? When I mean, obviously, your team Whiteheads and what have you, it's been confirmed that they're moving on. But in terms of loan signings or in terms of, of permanent deals, when will things get going? We'd have to think that they need to make a decision on Yelly Voss and pretty soon. <coughs> Um, because obviously that's tying up an, an X amount of money and if they stick with him fine and they'll put that bit to one side and say right this is what's left in the kitty we can move on so I think that decision will have to move move fairly quickly I understand Karanka's away at the moment but we'll be thinking about this all the time the chief executive will be have his phone on um, alert all the time the chairman will never you know let it drop so but as we as we know, football goes into a little bit of a you know hibernation for a month before July, and then everything starts. You know, all the contracts end at the end of June, so it, there'll be irons in the fire now. You know, the prob the, the quite probably approached a few people, said, "Look, we're interested in this player," and, they, and they've been told, "All right, we'll come, we'll we'll, we'll get back to you in a month." Yeah, when we'll I see. get back from Dubai, well, yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, if, if, you, know, you know, everybody's looking for the best deal. The clubs are wanting to buy at a rock bottom price and sell at a top price. The players want to improve their contracts. They want good deals, so they might think yeah, that's a good offer from Middlesbrough. But I think I might get better from I don't know Blackburn mm. or whoever. That's a bad example, of course. Cause not, <laughs> but you know what I mean. It's. Um, you know, unless they've got any particular personal ties with an area, players are fairly mercenary with the best one in the world. And I, we, we all would be. You've only got a finite career, particularly at a championship level. You're probably not talking about really long contracts. So, you know, Burr aren't throwing six-year deals at people. You just can't do that in the championship. That said, the Irons will already be in the fire, won't they, Mick? Well, we were told that they had two list of targets uh, drawn up. We'd have one for if they got promoted and one for if they stayed in this league. So they know who they want. It may well be that some of the spade work's already been done, you know, approaches to clubs, uh, uh, maybe maybe third-party nibbles from agents. So I think they will have a rough idea of where they're going. But very often it's a case of you need to get the, the big money one first so you know what what's left in the kitty. Or uh, the loan ones are not so much important, but you do need to know fairly early, otherwise you might need to commit money to those positions. Great stuff. Cheers, fellas. Thanks, Thanks a lot. lot. Cheers.